The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist, that's me, James, try to solve your long-running relationship issues in 12 minutes or less. And I just realized we, we say uh, we say that, you know, that's me and that's me. We never actually say our names. So if somebody stumbled across this randomly on the internet, our that's me would enlighten them in no way, yet we have never made a change and nobody's ever brought it up. Wow. Well, the people in Uganda just know us so implicitly that yes. they don't need to know our names over and over again. And if this is your very first podcast, you, you should know that we got an email from one of the podcast services that said we are, in fact, the number two podcast ranked in Uganda in a very specific health and wellness category, which our <laughs> podcast really doesn't even fit in. But hey, the fact that there's one person in Uganda listening to it makes it all worthwhile. How dare you? I'm a doctor. <laughs> That's this true. Is all about health and wellness. There, well, you know what? Whatever helps you sleep at night. What helps me <laughs> sleep at night, though, is answering this listener question. Here it is. I work in the service sector, and I'm a team leader myself. I manage a team, and three of them are not performing. Team member one is very good with quality, knows what he needs to do, and when he figures out a way to do things, he does it to perfection. However, because he's a perfectionist, he is not efficient. Team member two is always uh, is always with bad luck. I review uh, everything he has done, and I honestly would have done the exact same thing and in the some situations i thought he handled it better than i would have but it's consistently bad with uh bad with luck in my opinion team three has no motivation he lives uh team member three has no motivation he lives in a world of his own and doesn't listen uh to take in anything from me or other team leaders my boss is closely monitoring my work because I'm relatively new to the company, which means these three are being closely monitored as, as well. If they don't start improving, they might get fired. My question is, how do I motivate them to get them to meet the expected performance? All right. Take it away, Steve. Okay. <clears throat> Let's uh, handle these one at a time. The bad luck one is the most curious one to me because you said that, uh, the letter writer, not you, James, you said <laughs> that if... Uh, if I would be in that situation, I would have done the exact same thing. <clears throat> that makes me wonder if you are doing the most efficient and high performance thing possible. Because the first, at first blush, I think, well, tell bad luck person to just keep going. It's sort of like if a 300 hitter goes like uh, on an 0 for 21 streak. Like, you know it's going to turn around. Just tell the guy, get in the box, take your swings, it'll come back. And maybe that's what I would tell this person. But I would at least take a look in the mirror and ask yourself if you are performing in a similar bad luck type of capacity. Like, uh, uh, I'm not saying that very clearly, but if your choices would lead you down the bad luck path also. I'm not saying that's the case, but if it's not the case, then just tell them to keep swinging. The one who's not motivated at all, I wonder how connected that person feels to the company or the mission of the company or to his job. Like, a lot of times, uh, burnout in general comes as a result of people not feeling connected anymore, either to the big picture or to their customers or to the people they serve, whether that's management or 
whoever. So I would even uh, maybe take the person out to lunch, uh, maybe create some goodwill between you and he or you and she, rather than write them off as, well, this is just a millennial, so I got to replace them with someone who has a little bit more grit to them. I would say, uh, rather than having them feel untethered and lost, maybe make them feel connected to why their role is important to the broader scope of the company, which, by the way, is important to you because if the company succeeds, you are still gainfully employed and you're helping all the rest of these people stay gainfully employed. The first one, the perfectionist, I think uh, if what your team might be missing is someone who's doing everything right. And so if it's possible to either add a fourth person or uh, maybe even insert yourself into the team for a few weeks to kind of give everyone a model of what this is supposed to look like, that might help perfectionist also. Because every project does have to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And if the perfectionist can't reach the end quickly enough, it might be because he or she is being allowed to not see the end quickly enough. So on most teams, it's always recommended that there is sort of a uh, like a golden child that is put on the team. You can't have two unmotivated people on the team or they'll start colluding and creating cancer within the ranks. If you've only got the one unmotivated, that might actually kickstart the unmotivated person because they have someone to kind of pattern themselves after. It might help the perfectionist pair back on those perfectionistic tendencies. And the bad luck person might pick up a trick or two that they hadn't uh, generated on their own that keeps them from bad luck. Luck is always a thing, but at some point you've got to realize the common denominator in all of these projects going sideways is you. (laughs) So either insert yourself or maybe find a golden child just to kind of bring in as a ring for a little while to get the team turned around. That's my corporate consulting minute, James. What say you? I would say for the perfectionist, that's the easy one to fix. And you have to make them understand that perfection isn't actually perfection. And here's what I mean. I think when people take too much time to get things exactly right, they focus on metrics and parts of the project that don't matter. So if this, let's say you're, you're giving a presentation to, uh, to somebody and they waste an entire day getting the slides to look really pretty on the edges. Like that, that presentation might be perfect, but what was the, were the edges of those slides worth an entire day of production? Like you're using time. So I would emphasize to the perfectionist what metrics actually matter. Uh, you know, there are some jobs where it's like, does it matter if it's, if it's done right or does it matter if it's done? I mean, you have to, you have to get work in and you have to get it out the door. And if they're, you know, you know, dotting every T and cry, you know, I guess you cross T and dot eyes, whatever it is. I don't know how letters work. I'm only an English major with four books out there. But whatever you do with your letters, there's sometimes, I, I, I mean, I'm changing that. I think always perfectionists, when they're perfect about everything, they inevitably end up focusing on parts of things that don't matter. They're putting in a lot of time and thought. And sometimes you just have to go and say, how are you spending your time? And are you spending it on the time, the things that actually matter? So I think you can probably turn that one around. As far as team member two with bad luck, I'm going to agree with Steve here on that, which is probably going to bring down bad luck on me, but I think in a lot of ways we make our own luck. I mean, yes, there are those outliers and unfortunate events, but there are some people who kind of have unfortunate things happen and wallow in it, and the unfortunate things just keep happening and keep happening. And even if you would have made the same choices that person made, maybe there's no guarantee you actually would have had the same outcome. Maybe you would have handled it just a little bit differently, presented it a little bit differently. If you disappointed somebody, maybe you would have gone back to them a little bit differently. Like at some point, you are responsible for the outcomes. And if this person isn't getting the right outcome, 
outcomes every single time. The problem on some level is them, and maybe uh, maybe you're too similar to them to see where things are going wrong. Uh, That's but what I would I was trying to say. Yeah, I would say um, I would say that there there is definitely a deficiency. And as for team number three with no motivation, I mean, this sounds like somebody who's just punching the clock because they need a job. And if they need a job, their motivation is, hey, if you don't shape up, you're going to be fired. And the motivation's right there. This isn't going to be somebody who sticks around for years and years. They're not going to be a super big asset to the company. So, I mean, view them in that light right from the start. But, hey, if you need... Uh you know, if you need production work now, so this is this is what I need you to do to stay in this job, and hopefully the next six months or year or two year, however long they're there, they'll actually put forth some effort. So I mean, these are three very different situations. But I think another thing you need to understand is you're never going to have a perfect employee. If you do have a perfect employee, they're going to leave for a better job somewhere else, or they're going to get promoted up in, in, within your own company so that they're no longer your person. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of the curse of good workers. Anybody who's good enough at the job is not going to be doing that job for for very long. Uh, we all get promoted to our level of incompetence and they're going to keep going up till they get a job they can't do well and they're no longer <laughs> going to move up and that's uh, and that's the long and short of it. I'm not a super big fan of uh, you know like management books and motivation and all, all that stuff in the corporate world because I mean ultimately I've always just kind of been a, a, a clock puncher with no loyalty so I can I can understand <laughs> the lack of motivation with team member three. I simplify with him on a, on a deep spiritual level but uh, yeah I, I guess I can see parts of myself in all of, the, all of these people but yeah for perfect I'm very good at focusing only on what matters. For uh, the bad luck guy, I do I do believe it or not, despite the fact that I blame Steve for everything in my life, outside of these podcasts, I try to take responsibility for what happens. And as far as no motivation, I understand my motivation is just to get paid. And I and I keep that <laughs> keep my eye on the ball where that comes. So uh, I would I would also not be your perfect employee. I don't think the perfect employee exists. So do what you can with what you've got. Uh, any closing thoughts, Steve? <laughs> That that took a turn for the dire toward the end there. But boy, if the good employees keep getting promoted, James, why are you and I still here after three years of doing this? I think you know exactly why that promotion's <laughs> never coming. <laughs> well, and frankly, what would the promotion be from here that we would never see each other again? I mean, I think right now with the way things are going, we might never see each other again, but we still have to hear each other, and that's the downside. <laughs> Well, That's about all I got to say. All right. Well, if you would like to hear us uh, answer your question, send it in at jamesbreakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's exploding unicorn with the E. It doesn't have to be a marriage question. It can be a question about employees or coworkers like this one. It can be boyfriend, girlfriend, platonic friends, whatever you've got. Send it in, and we'll do our best to answer it in 10 minutes or less. This has been another episode of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back.